We set? We're set. We're set. We're rolling. Oh. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess let's introduce ourselves, talk about what we'd like to see in the show, and then call it a day. Yeah. All right, you want to start us off, Trav? Yeah. Um, Travis Devonport, uh, fourth year journalism student at King's. Basically here helping with tech, um, finding people to talk to, and getting people's story straight. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Setting it. Setting it straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Sam Rainey, and I am uh, one of the hosts alongside this nice man to my right that you'll get to know very shortly. Uh, and uh, so I will be talking into this microphone, and it will be at a pre-recorded date, and you'll be listening to it uh, in the future. Oh, like time travel. I introduced the concept <laughs> of podcast. <laughs> pre-recorded messaging. <laughs> Evolutionary technology. Uh, my name is Jad Giz. I am a second-year management student, um, and I also will be speaking into this mic in a pre-recorded fashion for your um, general entertainment. Um, I'm really excited about this show. Uh, we're gonna, it's called Setting It Straight, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're going to bring people in, have genuine conversations, and just have no misrepresentation and no BS. We're yeah. Just good conversation. Setting It Straight, whatever it is. Um, so the point of this is to have literally anybody who's doing something uh, that's noteworthy. It could be from, um, I started a garbage cleanup thing that's being picked Chad, up by a bunch of people i love your garbage cleanup again. thank you mm. we live together so <laughs> we love it when we clean garbage yeah, was, yeah. especially <laughs> when you do it <laughs> i do it more than you do <laughs> you recycle though that's we do garbage. we got a lot to recycle <laughs> you uh, got a shed dedicated to it <laughs> <laughs> that in cardboard um so it doesn't matter whether it's like a simple community service effort to like some sick research being done here at Dell, to a startup being performed, like being opened up in uh, in Halifax or maybe Ontario, we can have people calling in. I really don't care who our guest is, mm. as as long as we're they're down to have like genuine productive conversation. I think we'll keep on zooming in and out of the the Dell campus into oh. the greater Halifax area, and then probably Absolutely. a little bit beyond. Yeah, I would love to like since we are Dow, all Dell students and Kings. So we can start with campus, get some like traction going, and then Halifax, and then Canada, and then yeah, international mm -hmm. maybe. That would be really cool. That would be really I'd fun. I love that. Yeah. Um, Travis, what are you bringing to the podcast? Like, what sort of experiences and talents and skills do you bring to the podcast? Yeah, I'm a I'm a visual storyteller. I I absorb the visual medium and love seeing people. I don't know express themselves on camera and to be able to be comfortable doing that is something that I want people to to know that they're welcome to do that like be able to be comfortable talking with these cameras here and be able to talk to you guys that they've never met um, and I also I want to be able to like I'll help you guys like with questions and I want to be able to ask the hard questions because mm. I find so many times you see on podcasts it's like fluffy humor and like I love that right but at the same time I think we need to get down to like the grit and like actually get to what get, people want to know really set it straight yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I find everyone has so many perspectives like uh, 
from influencers to, like you said, uh, people picking up garbage and like everyone just has all these different narratives and like nobody wants to talk about it anymore because we have social media and how everyone's just, we kind of feel silenced. So I think it's nice to be able to have a place to talk about themselves and be able to kind of like relate to you guys and be able to like have a an open place to talk about what's going on in their lives and what they're doing. That's awesome. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you have a lot more experience in the creative sort of like media than I definitely do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. Oh, I didn't even get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I really excited do, for that. Yeah, I mainly do portraits. I do weddings. I just love meeting people um, and capturing them in this certain moment that they're in. Have some, they'll have something to look back on when they're 50, 60 years old. Yeah. No, I think when I first met you, I saw your Instagram account and I was like, wow, this guy takes phenomenal photos. <laughs> Traveling trap. <laughs> <laughs> I first met you when uh, I hired you. Yes, <laughs> yes. For another job, yeah. yeah. As photographer was... of uh, the King's Student Newspaper, and you have not disappointed. No. <laughs> it was really funny when I was like thinking of who could be the third person on this team. Mm-hmm. I was like, got a bunch of replies, a bunch of messages, but I was like, the only person that I went to to tell yeah. him what position was Travis. And uh, it was so funny because I think Sam didn't understand which Travis I was talking no, about. I had until no, I was idea. like, this guy. And I saw a photo of like, your Instagram, guy. and he's like, wait. I know this guy. I hired him too. He <laughs> uh, stole my idea. <laughs> That's funny. That was so good. So obviously there's going to be so much that we can dig deep into this podcast, really put it to the test. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what about you, Sam? What are, what are you bringing to the podcast? Well, uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I have a somewhat of a journalist uh, background. I'm the co-editor of The Watch, but I think more so I'm just interested in a lot of stuff. I'm curious, so that makes me somewhat attentive, and uh, I think uh, I, I just want to find out more. I just genuinely want to find out more about people, so I think that'll just probably come across pretty uh, naturally over the podcast, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we, uh, being interviewers, we have two different... Uh, I'm not sure about styles because I don't know if we know about journalistic styles, yeah. but we do bring two different perspectives, <laughs> certainly. Perspectives so, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, th- that'll be very fun. I'm kind of uh, somebody who uh, is uh, a book-focused person, and uh, I'm curious-minded. And what about you, Jad? Oh, thanks for asking, Sam. Um, I guess I could bring experiences. Yeah. Uh, I've been a refugee, I've been an immigrant, I've been, um, I am a pastor's kid, so I have bring a lot of religious background to it, but um, I'm, I'm trying, I want to have the dialogue of just exploring everything. Like, I, I dislike the, the, the idea that we cannot have dialogue with someone we do not understand, and I want to understand people. So I'm bringing sort of my cultural background as well as what it's like um, to live in Canadian society um, when you're not from here. Um, So I've adopted the Canadian culture, I've adopted the language, and I've adopted sort of that personality. And it's sort of, I have a lot I want to say and want to bring to the table when it comes to 
um just like our social norms and yeah who we are you are a, a very social person you've always been so i've I'm, heard i'm quite a, a bubbly uh, yeah butterfly <laughs> <laughs> tell us a little bit where you're from uh yeah i grew up in lebanon i moved around a lot around there so i spent part of my childhood in the villages in lebanon i spent some of my childhood in, in beirut and like the city um i uh I come from, I grew up, I spent a lot of time in a predominantly Muslim school, um, but grew up with a pastor as a father and a teacher as a mother. So I definitely have that sort of lecture, conversational people person aspect to me. Um, I love teaching, I love talking, and it's probably going to be my downfall someday. <laughs> um, and then I moved here uh, four years ago, and that's where I met my good friend Sam Rainey. And... Uh, where he taught me how to speak English and how to socialize. I did that myself. <laughs> a, B. This was just last year. Yeah, I'm um, really proud of us. We've come a long way. <laughs> when we did meet, I was born in uh, PEI, and then I moved uh, down the street. <laughs> and uh, So I stayed in PEI, and uh, then we met at the same high school. And, uh, Colonel we, Gray. Yeah, Best Colonel school Gray. in all of mm. PEI. <laughs> It doesn't have much competition. Yeah. It's about three. Uh, and so we uh, we immediately uh, bonded in our creative kind of outputs. So I think we have a very similar um, creative drive. Absolutely. And so we, uh, we came together alongside another great man, Kelton McKay, and we uh, created a uh, talk show for our school. Mm. And so this is just kind of an extension off of, uh, not it's not the si same, nor is it even close to being similar. It's nothing in, con in like, <laughs> content wise. No, not not even close, hopefully at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's definitely another uh, way for us to just have fun and talk to people that we don't know. And so in that way, Absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, the show that we had was called The Noon Show. It was... Uh, in our auditorium, 12 o'clock every Wednesday, and basically we were just goofing off. It was there was no sort of seriousness to it, but there was a lot of um, life. Like we had yes. everything from uh, comedians, um, uh, talk show hosts, real we talk shows, real talk show hosts, <laughs> weathermen, and uh, just friends of ours who were acting as different people. We just had characters come yeah, to life. Yeah, a lot of fake people. We promise not to have fake people no, on this. We were <laughs> real, everything's real here. <laughs> yeah, that should be our slogan. But yeah, that's that's where we're coming from. Trav, what's your background? Well, been here all my life, so I'm a, I'm a lifer. In Halifax, this Halifax? Point. Yeah, Halifax. Wow. I grew up uh, in St. Margaret's Bay, which mm -hmm. is just, it's in the southeast part of Nova Scotia. Um, and basically grew up in a really rural town, um, Hubbard's mm. and it was, it was an interesting time. Um, the people were very, say, closed minded, mm. um, coming from an area where people would just get their high school and just start working in the trades. Um, there was actually a time where I was with my mom, uh, just up the, at the bus stop where I was getting the school bus and she was basically like threatened by our neighbor. Um, and he was a paramedic. Um, and he was basically like, uh, he was kind of infringing on where our property line was. So my mom confronted him and he basically was like, next time you guys need to call paramedic or police, I'll be on that call. So eventually we realized, like, this isn't the way we want to live our lives. That's terrifying. So, yeah, we moved to the city. Wow. Um, and then just 
yeah, I grew up in ended up grew up in South Shore, moved to Bedford. Um, at that time, I was like picked on a lot and whatnot because like I wasn't as rich as the rest of the community kind of thing. Um, and from there, you just learn to like I don't know. Um, be comfortable with yourself and mm. try to like understand like why people are talking to you this way. So from there, I just started having more questions and always being curious why people did the things they do. Um, and from there, um, moved to Halifax studying journalism. And now I just, I meet people every day and I tell their stories. Um, and yeah. That's when did you get into now. photography? I don't think I know. Oh man. Um, I'd say like, early high school mm. it was a thing where like i i went to uh charles p allen high school um in the new one that's in hammond's plains now um and it was just a way for me to like it was kind of like therapy right like i always started with like nature and just getting outdoors and i've always been someone that likes to hike and camp and like sometimes i would spend the whole week just in like a rural community just camping like in like really rural like wooded areas looking for abandoned homes and stuff so i just captured what was around me and then finished high school started my degree and everything just kind of morphed together um and i just found that there's a thing that writing like writing and digital journalism can't capture as effectively um the stories of people like when you see them, when you put a face to a name. And I just found it was just something where photos and video just really morphed into what I was doing. So that's where I'm at now. Um, it started just taking, like doing landscapes and then moving to environmental portraits and capturing people, um, say fishing or, um, and from there it just snowballed into just capturing people doing what they do so you've had like this fascination with the world around you yeah you were very young yeah, yeah. i've always like i've been an only child so right. i was always like a fly in the <clears throat> wall kind of thing mm. had friends and whatnot right. like i wasn't like like yeah on my own but i've always had people around me but i've always been curious thinking like why do people do this why do they ostracize another person based on like their color or the way they talk or if they have a lisp like why are those little things impact um, one person in like a social dynamic? Ooh. So I'm always just questioning things and just curious. Do you wish more people were like that? Because I find that when I first moved here, um, I was like, how could anybody be depressed? Like everything, yeah. you, got, you got that Wi-Fi, man. You got that, like <laughs> the power. You got everything. Yeah, you were telling me some crazy stories. But yeah, trying to load. Well, we got plenty of time for that. Yeah. Um, but I remember <laughs> coming to Canada and being like, man, how can you not be the happiest person alive? Because I was, you you knew me back then. Yeah, I was yeah. like a ball of energy. I was like, hundred yeah. percent all the time. Do you find that you wish that people were sort of saw the world in the way you did? I do sometimes, but sometimes I'm just too critical. So it's it's like a catch-22. But the one thing I found, like I've had a lot of friends come from like overseas. Like I had a close friend that was from Brazil. And he always found that we're so like into our own world. Mm. Like, and compared to his culture, everyone like people, like his neighbors would come over and have dinner with their families. And there was just such a, like, 
everyone was family right. for him. Mm. But when he came here, everyone's always on, like walking down the street on their phones and whatnot, and just so like in their own worlds that it. I don't know. Like, I'm, I think I'm blanking on your no, question. No, no, no. That's 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 a fair yeah. point because I felt the same way. Yeah. I don't think I ever met my neighbors for like the three years I lived in PEI, mm-hmm. and uh, um, it, it kind of took me by surprise. To yeah. Because I was like. I was so used to just being like knowing everybody in your building and if you didn't meet everyone in the building it was sort of like a disrespectful thing because mm. you it's know it's funny because i had that experience even from moving from pei to halifax it feels like there's some kind of disconnect between um really? people yeah like it's it's worse here in halifax i think so uh it probably has to do with like i don't know everybody's <laughs> name so <laughs> you can't just talk to them. Be like oh that's that guy's cousin's cousin yeah left. Like, wait, that guy? No, this guy, his cousin. Oh, oh Jerry. Yeah, cousin, yeah, I know that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so there is some kind of, but I, even in PEI, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's, uh, I mean, there's a sense of community, but there isn't a lot of uh, kind of, uh, uh, like, going to your neighbor's house for dinner. There's not kind of those, like, yeah. community rituals that we have. Mm. So I think, I, I, I understand what you mean, yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Because like, it was the same thing, like, in... Everywhere that I grew up, it was sort of like your neighbors, sort of, you, you, re, you have to rely on your neighbors. Maybe it's that we've been so, like, self-sufficient that we don't need anybody around, like, the people around us, the community around us, directly around us. Or we're just distanced from the people that we're dependent on. We buy uh, food from somebody. We don't recognize the right. storekeeper as somebody who's we're relying mm-hmm. on. We don't think of... Uh, um, like the milk company as being our, our, our suppliers. Yeah. But like if we were all, if there was like 30 people, um, we would know that, yeah, right. I mean. So the, getting the milk in the morning, you know, would mean something more because, ah, Gerald did drop off yeah. the milk this morning. We're yeah. just distanced from that. Yeah. I think it's also about priorities. Like I know there's some cultures where work isn't necessarily the priority. It's like at the very bottom, like at the top would be family and like, um, making sure your mental health is uh, strong enough to like be able to live a healthy life. Um, but I find with us, like in this kind of like fast paced society we live in, everything is about working, like work, work, work. Like mm-hmm. the number one thing that I'm learning in journalism now is like, you don't finish your day at 5 p.m. Like you go until you're done. And if you're not done at like seven o'clock at night, you're working into the night. So that immediately affects your family life, it affects your social life, and then it affects how you act on a daily basis. Like you're more likely to be depressed or have like depressed, depressing like thoughts and whatnot because you're just not satisfying all those parts of your life that you're supposed to meet. Yeah, um, and the one part that we're focusing on feels like you can never satisfy that. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like, well, but yeah. I could have done this, and then I could have, yeah. I think, uh, like, it is strange being in a culture where your value is always inextricably linked to, like, the output of whatever you're trying to do, mm-hmm. because then the moment you stop doing that, there kind of is a sense of valuelessness, like, mm-hmm. just complete worthlessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that, like, the difference in culture between how I grew up was the job you got had nothing to do with your passions. Mm. Um, it was just, hey, this made money, cool. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was, there was like, there was never the priority was always like family, then work, because the work wasn't a sort of like passion based thing. Um, so I remember like the weirdest thing, because in the villages, 
there's like you open up your store at like eight or nine and then at, at 12 to one everybody closes their shops and goes home has, has lunch with their family mm-hmm. like the entire village just closes down and then they come open back up for like at three or four and then the the rest of the evening is just like everyone's walking around town driving around you know like there's like the social hubs are happening but that's how it worked like the work did not interfere from your family life whatsoever you just for the three or four hours that you didn't need to be at home you stayed up uh, you did your job you opened up your shop you did mm. this xyz lunchtime hits you close that down you go take care of your family that's that was the priority yeah and i mean it was very inconvenient when it was one o'clock and you need to grab some groceries but <laughs> that, that that showed like the culture that was ingrained in, in the, the that was the priority of the people there and it like imagine if that was here right and if Sobeys closed between yeah like two and four even sunday was changed oh yeah. yeah i mean like people are still pissed at chick-fil-a for not being <laughs> open sundays <laughs> no it's it's definitely true the priority is not um the things that bring you the joy it's sort of like your work and mm-hmm. whatever you're trying to achieve yeah. in the environment around you yeah i like that i think we should wrap this up yep and send this out Thank you all for listening. If yeah. you reached this far, yeah, yeah. Um, so far, we've got a bunch of really good guests coming up for the first few weeks. We have uh, the creator of Dal Memes coming up. We have Aisha, the president of DSU, coming up, and there's a whole lot more in store for you guys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else I want to say. We have no idea what this <laughs> podcast will be, uh, so we're kind of uh, finding it out right now, which yeah. is, is very fun. It's an adventure, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly. So we have our own hopes for what it will be, but uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll figure it out as we go. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Chad. <laughs> what was that? Mic. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> My name is Chad. <laughs> My name is Sam. And I'm Travis. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Check in next week for a new episode. Cheers. Thank you very much for watching. If you like what you saw, please leave a like and uh, subscribe. You can also follow us at uh, Setting It Straight Podcast on Facebook, Instagram. I think that's it. That's it. Also, if you want to check out older episodes or stay locked in and find new episodes, look for us on uh, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Music. Or, of course, you can stay and look at videos on YouTube. Thanks, guys.